This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Everyone, it's Christian Fuchs here. I would like to say a big thank you to our fans and keep having our back for the upcoming Premier League season as well as the Europa League. Keep watching Leicester Fan TV. They have the latest news and they keep you up to date on LeicesterFanTV.com. So stay tuned and thanks for your support. Good evening, welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name is Phil. We've got a bit of a special one for you tonight. We've got Ped from Toffee TV. We'll be looking forward to the trip to Goodison Park on Wednesday. Get your views in, get your comments in. What would you like to talk about today? What would you like to ask Ped all about Everton in tonight's Fan Zone show? Yes, good evening. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. It's Monday night. Another good weekend for Leicester City at the weekend. Uh, beating Brentford, bit of a stuttery first half, but that second half, I think we turned the gears up a couple and cruise past them. We want your views and your comments live. Now, listen, tonight's show's a little bit different. Not only have we got Ped from Toffee TV, we also, the guys at BT, they want us to tell you that you can see loads and loads of Leicester City over the next few weeks. And in fact, every club is on twice over the next 10 days on BT. But all these games are coming up for Leicester. Everton-Leicester, Fulham against Leicester, Leicester against Liverpool, Prague against Leicester, Leicester v Prague. All those games are coming up on BT Sports. Yes, of course I'm plugging them, but they are giving us some money, which we are going to be donating to our chosen charity, which, as you guys all know, is Memphis. So thanks to BT. Thanks for that. That's going to go straight to Memphis and add on to what locks and Tom 300 quid they raised yesterday for Memphis. So well done to them. Let's get a few comments in before I add Ped into this. Uh, Ross, good evening to you. What would you like to ask Ped from Toffee TV? Mike, Jenna, good evening. I'm well. How are you? John Squires says the treble is on. Listen, John, I believe I'm right in saying Leicester to win the Premier League, Leicester to win the Europa League, Leicester to win the FA Cup. 2000 to 1. Somebody say 5,000 to 1? No, it's 2,000 to 1. So um, there's uh, 
worth a pound maybe or two on that i don't know uh, anthony bb good evening how are you uh robbie can you watch the game live you can on wednesday on bt fee good evening to you a year ago today when we previously played brentford indeed that was leicester boys says maggie leicester boys will win that one two one everton have got no chance i think that's the time to bring ped in from toffee tv because i i think he may disagree with you there maggie Hi, Ben. How are you? Sorry, is that the same no chance we had when we beat you a month ago? <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry, exactly. Sorry. It's, I mean, it's took you three seconds to get in the fact that obviously the toppies <laughs> came down to the King Power Stadium and, um, well, did a bit of a number on us, Ped. Yeah, well, listen, we're a, we're a decent side. Um, got a great manager, got some really good players and, and you know, technically very, very sound and... and yeah, we can. We I think the table shows that we're doing we're doing all right. Uh, not as good as you guys at the moment, but we're certainly doing all right. Yeah, I mean, when you came down to the King Power Stadium, um, Leicester, Leicester can be one of these teams where we're, when we're playing, and often it's at home. I don't know about you guys, but often at home, teams can come and Everton came and did their homework on us, um, sat back, absorbed the pressure. We didn't really know what to do, and then you hit us several times on the break, but got the two goals. Yeah, listen, your away record, I think, is the second best in the Premier League and ours is the third. So that shows you that both teams are doing well away from home. Our home record hasn't been great this season. Um, so that's something to watch out for, I think. Yeah, it, it, you know, when we're playing away, we can sit in. We, we've defiled, we found this really good defensive low block that we use. Um, and then we hope, hope hoping that Dominic Carvalhoon, Richarlison, uh, James Rodriguez give us that little advantage on the break. So it, it's an interesting one because normally we, we are really renowned for our home records. It's normally what sees us through. In fact, we have absolutely terrible away records normally, but it's been a little bit more of the opposite way around this season. So this will be an interesting game. We were told about today, we did our preview for the game today, and it's it's so interesting tactically because I can't imagine that you, you want too much of the ball, but... At the same time, we won't want too much of the ball, so it it will be it will be a very interesting matchup, um, and maybe you know the little bit of that those little fine edges aren't you know you've got James Madison in great form, we've got players like Hamas Rodriguez who for me is one of the best players in the Premier League, Barnard. But you've you've still got to have the people at the end of the chances that he creates, and we've been very fortunate this season because Dominic Carvalhoon has done that, but. You know, you're asking a lot of two or three players. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. We've got a couple of questions coming in live, Ped. Um, and I think it's uh, obviously you like us probably think, oh, there's this slim chance of maybe going for the Premier League title. Who knows? It is open. But mm. Alan says here, Everton are, are perhaps our biggest rivals to nick that fourth Champions League place. That's probably a, a realistic high level ambition for both clubs, isn't it? Yeah, it's certainly not something we were thinking of before the season because we're we're a work in progress. And um, when you've got teams like Spurs and you've got teams like obviously Chelsea today changing their manager, you you know the top four is unrealistic when you when you haven't even had Europe for a few years. You know you were very unlucky last season. You know really unfortunate to miss out on the last day of the season. There's a lot of good sides in the in the Premier League, a lot of teams that can compete, but. We're just looking for Europe. We want to get back in Europe. We want those fun days out going to, um, you know, those far-flung places you get to go to in the Europa League. But I also think the Europa League, because if you, once you get into that group stage, because you've got those guaranteed six games, it's a great place to develop young players that we don't seem to be able to do in, in the um, 
in the English leagues at the moment. You know, we people are always scratching their heads about how do we develop more young talent, um, and it's really hard. But if you've got Europe and certainly that Europa League, with the pressures off a little bit, let's be honest, to get out the group stage in the Europa League, you only have to really win three games, don't you? So if you can win those three games and allow the other three games to bed in some young players, it can be a great development tool for those younger players and that squad. So I think that's what we're looking to do, certainly for next season. I don't think anyone had any ambitions of Champions League this season. We were just looking for a little bit of consistency um, and you know we're, we're doing all right, but we're not even halfway through the season yet. No Jamie Vardy for Leicester. Obviously... I think I think for most people, you got to be pleased about that, haven't you, Ped? We will, have, yeah, we we are because he's brilliant. He's brilliant. There's no way the way you're looking at it. He's a fantastic player. He is um, one of the best strikers in the Premier League, um, and he just keeps going and going and going. And you know, any game that you don't you face a team that they don't have the best players, you've got to be thankful for. So, you know, I'm not looking at that thinking, well. That you know that means it's a shoe in for Everton. You've got other really good players, and as I said before, someone like Madison's really been stepping up recently. Um, and you also you've got a really good team ethic at, at Leicester, I think. So it makes it a bit easier for our defenders on the night. But well, you know, we we haven't got the core, eh? and we haven't got Allen in our midfield, and that means that we don't really have combative players in the midfield then which means you'll be you should be allowed to create more chances and you've got quality players to put them away so I think that balances it out a little bit I know a lot of people say yeah but he's, it's Jamie Vardy but I do think you've got some good players so you can just go in and uh, take his place Calvert-Lewin obviously I think he's got 14 odd goals for you this season um, talk us through why I mean he looks like he's going to be could be your Everton's sort of best striker in quite a long time. You know, don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he does look like he's got a quite good all-round game, Ped. Yeah, we've listen, we've been looking for a replacement for Romelu Lukaku for some time. Um, and that's, listen, that's a lot harder than it. But it, 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 even, it just sounds hard. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. Romelu Lukaku yeah. is one of the best strikers in the world. Um, and we never replaced him. And we've tried different things. But while... While we've been trying different things, Dominic Alvaloon has just always been there in the background, just plugging away, just working harder and harder and harder. Um, and last season, he just started to get the rub of the green. And when Duncan Ferguson got a few games in charge before Carlo Ancelotti, Duncan Ferguson really said, you're my man, put his arm around, said, you're my man, and we're going to start playing to help you. And Carlo just continued that. And what he's what he's done is he's just developed his all round game. He's a, he's become a bit of a poacher now. He's made, he simplified his game. He just stays in the middle of the goalpost. Basically, he doesn't go running all over the pitch. He leaves that to other people. He, his energy is all focused on scoring goals, and I think you're seeing that now. And he'd been on a bit of a bit of a bad run actually. He hadn't scored. He scored last night, obviously, but he hadn't scored before that since the fifth of December. And he'd had he, curiously we'd won most of the games anyway, but. Um, he hadn't scored and then he picked up a bit of an injury. So, come back last night, got a goal and hopefully that's him back going again. And he's already matched his best uh, run of goals in a season and we're only halfway through it. So, he looks more confident as well. You know, when you look at a player and you think he completely believes in himself, physically he's developed really well. And when you watch him play for England as well, you know, he scored a goal in his first game and then he got a penalty, I think, against Wales or Ireland, one of those games. And the way he just smashed it into the top corner, you think this lad... Is is got all that confidence in the world. So hopefully that continues. He really is our driving force at the moment to put the ball in the back of the net. 
Uh, Alan says here, he says, I've never heard a Scouser speech so, speak so much sense. Uh, and this sort of follows on. Andy Meadow says, you need to shut up those noisy neighbours of yours. Uh, it must be, do you feel like you've got a chance to finish higher than Liverpool this season? Listen, there's no shutting them up. <laughs> been on this air for 42 oh. years and it doesn't matter doesn't matter where they are what they do there's no shit uh, uh, they just consistently think they're better than everyone else it's just that for a little bit of a period of time the uh <laughs> the way um I've got a mate who's a Liverpool fan. I've got several. And I just thought, oh, if they win it, it's just you've got that for the next 10 years because it's been 30 years of bliss not not having it. Funny enough, I've got no Liverpool mates. So that makes <laughs> it a lot easier for me. I I, I, uh, I, I distanced myself a long time ago um, <laughs> from from them. I, I can't, I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't really. There's just a delusional sense to all of them and then when things are bad like they are at the moment there's no rationale either there's no like oh lads you know we've got loads of injuries and everything but do I no I don't think we can finish above them as we speak because there's no evidence to suggest it that they're, they're in a bad run they've lost some key players and um, it's just about us plugging away I think the best thing to do is not focus on them and just focus on ourselves I think for far too many yeah. years we've been we've had this weird fixation of just not w- hoping that we do well in the league, but just hoping that they do bad in the league. And you know what? They won the European Cup and they've won the league and it isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, you know, all, all the biblical plagues coming at once. Um, and it hasn't been. It's been It's been all right. I can hold my head up quite high in the city without, because, you know, yeah, there's a because most of them don't live here, but... Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, I it's, that you know, because we share a studio with uh, Redmen TV and... To be fair, it's it's all right. It's they they they're like quite happy they've won it, and that's fine. And they, they deserve to win it last season. And yeah, I just want to see a good Everton side. I'm not really too worried about um about you know them at the moment because when they had Brendan Rodgers, we finished above them twice. But yes. we finished we finished seventh, and they finished eighth. And it's, what what is yeah. this about? About the only time no. you really should be worried about finishing above a team is if you finish first and they finish second. Really, so yeah. Um, I'm just quite happy with things the way they're going at the moment for Everton, so that that keeps me going. Ross, one, and I did want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Jordan Pickford in goal, obviously for you guys. Um, mm. I, you you watch him week in week out. Obviously, yeah. we see him when we watch a bit of Everton and when we watch him play for England. What's what's your honest take on him? Because obviously we have Casper Michael, and you know generally we're really happy with. He's just yeah. made 400 appearances for us, but Jordan Pickford. There's times I watch him and I think this this guy's you know. Real, the real deal and others I'm not so sure what is it like from an Everton's point of view um, well listen he's what is he's 26 I'm not sure how old was Casper Michael when you bought him around the same age Um, he must have been yeah slightly around that 25, yeah, 26 yeah. so his best is to come maybe I, I, listen I think Jordan Pickford likes to or certainly has liked to play up to the camera a little bit I think I think he's been caught out many a time by not focusing on the game. And I think I think what's happened actually in the last six months, certainly since the well, it's less than six months, but certainly since the Virgil van Dyke incidents, which obviously the media just can't stop talking about. I think that's focused them to go away and have a little bit of thought about his all-round game and what he wants to be. We brought in a really decent backup goalkeeper um in Robin Olsen from Roma. 
And he started playing games as well. The manager dropped him in a couple of times for Premier League games and put him in the cup games. And I think for the first time, he has someone who's pushing him at Everton. I think he's got people pushing him for the England place. And I think with the Virgil van Dijk situation, I think he's starting to realise now that if he if he doesn't play well at Everton, then where does he go? He certainly won't be playing for England. So... I think just in recent times, I think he started focusing a lot more on, on football now. And because there'd be times I remember when we went up to Newcastle, and obviously he's a Sunderland lad. We went up to Newcastle and we were we were winning 2 0. And he started making fun of like Newcastle fans, like they were having a having a go at him. So he's giving it back. And guess what? We got beat three two. And he walks <laughs> off the pitch and he makes mis- he made a mistake for one of the goals. And he walks off the pitch looking like an absolute idiot. But he does this thing where it's all like walks off like with this sort of swagger like oh don't worry about it and we've seen him do that a few times where he's trying to be all dead clever and then he makes a mistake and he just looks stupid and I think I'm hoping that's starting to go away I think maturity may have may have finally hit him um because he has got technically he's a really good goalkeeper not the yeah, biggest good stopper he's not the biggest goalkeeper in the world we all know that but footwork excellent could be better, but but you know that's why England love him. That's why they play him because his footwork is brilliant. He sets so many moves up with with his um, with his long kicks. And what we've seen from like Allison and uh, the goalkeeper at Man City is the same. It's the it's the feet now as well as the saving. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, could we do better? Well, maybe. But I think the manager's chosen that. You know he's the number one for now, and it's up to him to get better. And there's definitely room to get better. And we'll, I think we'll see what happens at the end of the season. I, I wonder if being the England keeper makes you a bit of a target for all this. Uh, it seems like the last maybe five or ten years, Rob Green, uh, Hart, these England keepers seem to get picked on a little bit, as though any mistake it, it gets back page news. And I think that's a lot. You know they've obviously got the likes of Schiltz and mm. you know the past greats Ray Clements and all that to live up to I don't know if, if Pickford suffers from that a bit well let's be honest would anyone care if he made these mistakes if he wasn't playing for England you know would anyone no, care no that's what I mean I think yeah, it adds yeah. focus on him yeah no one would care no one would care if he made mistakes no one would care if it wasn't a Liverpool player when you know with the Virgil van Dijk situation, no one, no yeah. one would have, yeah, We see those, there was what there was an incident, you know, there was a one, I think a villa, I think the villa keeper last year did one, and the lad he did it on is still out, he's been out for over a year. No one's cares. Well, it's because he is the England manager, he gets all the attention on him, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's a, there's a lot of hype, it happens to every England player. We, the English press love dragging England players down, they love. They love the drama. It gives them something to write about. And and to be fair to Jordan Pickford, though, he's brought a lot of it on himself. We've seen mm. him do daft things on and off the pitch. So it's about him just growing up. And I think now, 20, I think he's 26. Now is the time to grow up. You know, he's he's got a decent contract at Everton. Um, seems happy. The manager, he's the manager's number one, and he's you know the manager's Carlo Ancelotti. If he if you've if you're his number one, then it's about time you lived up to that. I think. Sportser, who's watching on YouTube, says the midfield battle will be key on Wednesday. Both sides got very good fit midfielders. Going to be very tight. Paddy, are you a little bit light in midfield for Wednesday? Have you got injuries or yeah, uh, we've got somebody else to put in? The core talk is out. Yeah. out. He's our, he's our up and down player. He's our box-to-box midfielder. We've got no Alan. We've been missing him since... Um, he's been a good player, Alan, has for you. He got injured against you. So. Yeah. He, he was good. Yeah, he was a good player. He's a good player. He's back. I think he's back next the week after next. 
Um, so that leaves that leaves Gilfie Sigurdsson, Andre Gomez, um, and Tom Davis. And there's no real energy. You know, those three players, they're all decent Premier League players, but they're all, there's no energy. And I think that's the big thing we'll be missing. It's that player who can get back, put a foot in, and then get up the pitch and maybe we'll be on the edge of the box if something drops. And that's what we're missing with Alan and the Corey. So they've done well recently, those three players, as individuals in the mix. But put back together, it does worry me and it does worry other Evertonians. So it'll be interesting. It is only for one game. The Corey will be back uh, Saturday for us against Newcastle. He's suspended. So um, that's a positive that it's just one game. So that'll be an interesting part of the game. But that's where I think... We'll want you to have more of the ball, so you can, so we can almost stop you on the edge of the box and then try and hit you on the break. Pad, who do you think? Who do you fear from Leicester maybe on Wednesday, causing you some issues? Madison, I think he's in great form. Um, Iniacho always seems to score against us. <laughs> always. It's um, only you he scores against. Yeah, I know. That's that's the worry though. It's like a Rigi. The Rigi's the worst player in the world. Turns up an inside derby. Oh my god, he's. Becomes Pele, um, yeah. so yeah, those those two. But you've got a, you've got a Tealman's I really like. He's a really good player. The fullbacks, you've got good fullbacks. Um, yeah, we're really pleased with James Justin. He he, yeah, he, yeah. he didn't play against Brentford, but James Justin has been for many fans. He's been our player of the season, and you know we paid relative peanuts, but took a punt on him from from Luton. Yeah. So it, you know these players. I always think pet these players are out there down in the lower leagues and. You know, just need a half a chance. Listen, we've got we've got Ben Godfrey. We I mean, we pay twenty million, but come from Norwich, looks looks absolutely you know top quality. We've got the likes of Mason Holgate. We bought him from Barnsley. We've got Dom Carvin Loon, who uh, yeah. you know went on loan at all. Got him to Sheffield United, but he was on loan at all kinds of non-league teams and North likes of Northampton. We've got you've, you know you you look at players who come from South America. We've got. You know something about them because they've had to work their way through the system and you know to get to Europe. The players who tend to let you down, maybe not let you down, maybe that's a bit harsh. But how many times now do you get an academy player who comes through and you ju- they just think they've made it? And the hard work is yet to come. And yet these players who come from the lower leagues know what yeah. it's like to still you know clean their own boots and and go in terrible changing rooms and. I call them Instagram players. You've got these 23 well, that all yeah. they do is post, all, post their life on Instagram, what card they've got, what watch they've got, and they've done nothing in the game. And where's the hung, where does the hunger come from? Because it can't be... It's not money, because they don't have to worry about money. So when you get these players who you buy in from Luton, you, you, you don't have to look at Liverpool. They brought Robinson in from Hull for three million quid and now he's get, being touted as the best left back in the world I mean he's not because anyone who plays for Liverpool in any position is the best player in the world but <laughs> you know because he's got that drive and that hunger that he's come from nothing he's got a big chance to be at a club you know like this kid and they want to take it and they feel like if they don't take it what happens and I think that's where you're going to see a lot of teams go and I think a lot of teams now are going to start going into the championship because I think there's a lot of quality there Um and let's you know, let's all go in and, and find all these little hidden gems because they they're normally the players who want it more than anyone else. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Ped, totally. I, I mean, sometimes watch my non-league team here, Loughborough Dynamo, or well down low in the non-leagues but I watched some of their players and I think do you know what I reckon if you slotted them into a, a championship side maybe a Premier League mm. they could do a decent job and like you say it is that hunger Jamie Vardy is the biggest example well, of it you give someone a chance you give them that hunger you know you, you bring them into the Premier League okay it took a year to settle in but God, what a what a bargain! What a play! One of the greatest bargains we've got. Seamus Coleman paid sixty thousand pound for from an Irish team. You know, he comes in, he goes on loan to Blackpool, comes back. He's been playing for ten years for his club captain now. You know, absolutely not. It was and was brilliant. Not only is this is not just a good servant, was brilliant when when he was uh, in his absolute pomp. There's there's a lot of players out there who just need that chance. And while clubs for a long time have been looking at, you know. All the players who you know, everyone who plays in Europe seems to have this kind of shine to them because they play in Europe. But but let's be honest, because they were a lot cheaper as well. It's because the champ teams in the championship overinflated the prices of their players. Let's be honest. That might come down now because of you know whether you like it or not. Because of the now because we're not in the EU, that everyone's sort of treated treated um, the same now. So maybe if we can get that conveyor belt of players coming from the championship and League One and Two back going then those prices might come down because, listen, I remember, you know, I remember when Crew used to sell a player every summer to a Premier League team yeah. for two, three million pounds. And okay, it was a different time and it would have been cheaper, but even less than that because they knew every single year they were going to sell a quality player. And if we can get back to that, then maybe we'll get this football pyramid um, working properly again. Uh, instead of, Everyone's talking about people going away to Super Leagues and things like that. We'll get our, we'll get our football pyramid working again. Ped, just be, before we go, <coughs> obviously looking forward to Wednesday's game. Um, we always ask people for score predictions. I think this week is going to be, uh, I wouldn't want to put much money on it. What, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, it it's probably a two-all draw or something. Where, where do you think it could go? I think it'll be very tight, and I think it'll. I think it'll be a, a goal either way. I really, I really do. I can't dismiss Leicester. Fantastic away record. No Vardy, I know, but but you know you're in great form, uh, and I think it'll be a goal either way. It'll just be a tactical battle to see how which manager decides he's going to push on and see it. And I don't think it's going to be a basketball game. I think both teams are going to have different stages in the game, and I honestly believe it'll be a goal either way. Listen, I'm. Oh, Hopefully it'll be Everton because we've got a couple of games in hand and we're still, you know, we're still on we're still on the verges of the top four and yeah. So I, I think it could be a goal either way and and hopefully that'll be obviously from my perspective it would be Everton but it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if it was Leicester. Uh, Ross says he's predicting a tough two one but he he just edges it to Leicester. Um, ben Stephen says one all and James Dunlop who is a toffee is going for a one all draw. It, it really. It is going to be close. Obviously, in December, when you came down to us, I think most Leicester fans said, well, that was a bit of a Ancelotti masterclass. Uh, he out-tacticed Brendan Rodgers. I think that... Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if that perhaps happens on Wednesday. You could see his experience coming in there from a managerial point of view. Yeah, but it's. I think it's... It's a lot harder to put your tactics when you're playing at home. There's a lot of it's 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 really hard to say to the opposition, come 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 on to us. It's a lot we found this really difficult um, in a few games where you're asking the opposition because the opposition like no, we we don't want it. We 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 just want to sit here and then wait for the last ten minutes. 
because you know the other side of it is no fans there, and it's like if you can get that goal, West Ham hit us with a. We played Man United in the League Cup. They scored in the 89th minute. We played West Ham. I think they scored in the 83rd minute, and we played Leeds, and and they scored with 12 minutes to go, and we lost all three games. And a big part of that is because you've played a system all the way through, and you're flat, and there's no fans there to get you going. So yeah. it, it's really difficult, I think, and I think. But the, a lot of these games in the Premier League at the moment are, are just one goal in them. So really, I, I can only I can see it that it'll be the same. And for me, the way I look at it is, if you can't win it, don't lose it. And I think that's that's got to be the message because you know you, you, when you're playing a team who's in and around you, you just don't want them getting away from you. So if we don't win, let's hope we can get a, something out of it. I mean, you're in good form, Ped. Yeah, Isn't yeah. it five, five out of six? Five wins out of six? Is that right? I think it's two, yeah, two defeats in in probably like nine, ten games, something yeah. like that. So we're in we're in good form. It's just nothing's like we're not battering anyone. It's they're all very close, and but it is that it's all all comes down to that first goal. And if we if we grab it, then we we, we normally do quite well after the game. But if it goes against us, it can be a different matter. Brilliant, Ped. Just before I let you go, can you shout out where people can follow Toffee TV? Yeah, it's uh, it's at Toffee TV EFC on all platforms, inclu- including YouTube. So, uh, yeah, at Toffee TV EFC. Brilliant. I'll put a link in to Toffee TV for those of you who are Everton fans who are watching. Leicester fans, of course, you can follow us on Leicester Fan TV. Ped, thanks so much for joining us live tonight. Cheers, Phil. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Good luck on Wednesday, but of course, hope you lose. We'll see you later. <laughs> Cheers, Ped. That was that was Ped from Toffee TV. That was absolutely brilliant to have him on there. Um, Ross, of course, I'm going to give Gray Richardson a shout out. And yes, of course, I can read all your comments, Gray. But they weren't very typical or applicable to Everton and the match on Wednesday. So we'll pick that up on our watch along on Wednesday with you guys. Um, don't forget, tonight's show has been sponsored by BT Sports. You can watch all the Leicester games on BT um, over the next couple of weeks. Everton against Leicester, Fulham against Leicester, Leicester against Liverpool that'll be a biggie uh Prague home and away in the Europa League they have paid us some money for this I'm going to be honest with you about it but we have given it to Memphis who is our chosen charity um following on from Locks and Tom Sterling work yesterday in the watch along I think they raised over 300 quid so we'll be topping that up today which will take it close to the 500 pound mark so that's all good going to Memphis which of course if you don't know about Memphis UK it's a Leicester based charity they help kids in Leicestershire Go and check them out. Go and support them. Follow them on social media as well. Okay. So from me, Phil, Leicester Fan TV, thanks so much for watching uh, tonight's Fan Zone show. We are live on Wednesday night with our watch along. Yep. Come and enjoy the fun. Watch the game on BT, but have us on your phones or whatever and enjoy the banter with Locks, Tom, myself, Jack, Jamie, Josh, whoever comes on the show. Come and join us and have some fun. So we'll see you on Wednesday night. Cheers, everybody. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around 
to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.